Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and today I'm really excited to be talking about this topic. This is going to be a discussion about the differences between split training and total body training, okay? And so these are two topics that I think not a lot of people spend enough time really understanding. They just kind of meander into the gym or meander into whatever their workout space is going to be. And they start, uh, doing something. They start whatever, picking up a weight and doing some kind of exercise. And then they do a few sets of that. And then they roll over to some other station or some other machine or some other dumbbell, pick that up and then start working out with whatever that is. And instead of really giving a lot of thought into what the outcome is going to be for that exercise and the preceding exercise, and then the exercise that they move on to after the fact, they just kind of go from machine to machine to machine. And they kind of just figure as long as they're burning a sweat, and as long as they're doing something for their body physically, that it's going to be good enough. So uh, before I even get into the details, the main punchline here that I want anybody who's listening to this to take away is that it's important, very important, it's imperative actually, that you give thought to whatever your workout routine is going to be. Whatever your split is, or whatever your strategy is, or whatever your total body thing is, if you're going to go that route, uh, that you give a lot of thought to it, and that it's strategic, and you're not just out there just doing reps just to do reps. If you give a lot of thought to what you're doing, (laughs) it really ties into that whole action mapping that I've been talking about uh, since the beginning of the podcast, right? Which is, you have whatever your goal is, Okay, and I've talked about this a lot too, and you're able to chunk down and break down into little micro steps that are needed to get from where you're at to that goal. Okay, course correction, staying on course, not becoming derailed for too long. Um, So your training schedule or your training strategy or your, your training split is something that you need to give a lot of thought to so that it actually integrates well with that map to get you to your final goal. Okay. So if you want to lose a hundred pounds, great. Uh, in order to put that strategy together, you need to understand how you're going to do that physically. You know, what your actual hands-on like practitioner operator day-to-day type of activity is going to look like. Okay. And it's, I'll tell you what it's not going to look like. If you actually want to be successful, it's not going to look like walking into the gym without a plan and just kind of doing some stuff and doing some curls and doing a squat and doing this and that. It's not going to look like that. 
Okay, that is a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for failure. If you actually want to be successful, you have to have some strategy in place and you actually have to follow that strategy. Okay, that ties directly into what I talk about a lot also, which is staying the course. Okay, but you can't stay the course if you don't have a course laid out in front of you in order to stay on. So, with that all being said, let's dive right in. Okay, so split training versus total body training. What are the differences? What the hell is split training? If you're new to working out and you're not really familiar with some of the terminology, split training is taking your body as a whole, as an, as a, as an entire entity, and breaking it up into different pieces. Okay, breaking it up into different muscle groups is more uh, accurate, actually. So you have, let's say, your chest, then you have your shoulders, then you have your back and you have your biceps and your triceps, which kind of make up your arms if you want to consider arms as a total muscle group. Uh, your core is a, a muscle group, so all of your abs. Um, and that technically your obliques, which are your side abs, and they kind of tie into the back a little bit. But we're going to treat them as separate muscle groups. And then your legs, all right, we're going to call your whole um, lower body, your legs, one giant muscle group uh, for now. Now, I, kn I know there's nerds out there like me who are like picking it apart saying, well, you know, it's not really like that. Well, in general, it actually is. Okay, so we're just going to keep it very general for now. All right, so your legs, core, chest, shoulders, arms, and back. Those are your major muscle groups. And if you were to set up a split training program, um, you know, there's more specifics to this, but in general, you would set it up so that like one, maybe two tops of those muscle groups would get hit at the same time. And that is a split. So you're splitting your body into muscle groups and you're training to that split. Okay. And that split can be configured a million different ways, depending on what your goals are, depending on what muscle groups you have that are kind of dominant in terms of development compared to the others on your body. And whatever else is going on. I mean, there's, again, there's so many different variables. It's person to person. It's uh, muscle ratios across the board from person to person. It's uh, nutrition. It's injuries. It's bone stuff. It's, there's a million different reasons. But anyway, split training is splitting up your muscle groups into individual muscle groups and then attacking them one at a time in a split configuration. Okay, versus total body training, which I think is relatively self-explanatory. It's kind of the opposite of that. It is treating your body the entire entity as one uh, piece, okay, one giant muscle group, one kinetic muscle group, which in a way is is actually a very accurate and intelligent way to think about it, okay? We are, the, the body is an entirely connected from end to end. Um, it's all tied into the same central nervous system. It's all one kinetic piece. And when you think about it that way, uh, it makes sense, theoretically, on paper, whatever, it makes sense that you want to work out the entire thing at once because you'd want the entire body to experience the same level of load in terms of resistance at the same time or, or in a short window of time. You wouldn't want, um, you know, when you're thinking about it this way, it makes sense that you wouldn't want to just and, and uh, have your legs endure uh, a tremendous amount of resistance and strain um, and your back experienced none of it, or your chest experienced none of it. And then two days later, have your back experience a tremendous amount of resistance and stress and strain, and your legs experience none of it. It makes sense that you want to put all of that together at once. However, that is not always the best practice, and we're going to get into that. Okay, so 
I'm going to start with total body training. I'm going to break these down, both of these, the split training and total body training. And uh, I'm going to describe some benefits. I'm going to describe some cons. And I'm going to talk about some sample uh, workout routines that would cater well to uh, to one of these. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, anyway, I think I said I'm going to start with uh, total body training, but I'm actually going to start with split training. So we're going to go split training first and then go into total body training. So the main benefits of split training, okay, there's a, a million benefits to both of these, but I'm going to break down the main ones. So the main benefits of split training are they allow you to focus on the development of a single muscle group that needs it, okay? Now, the reason this is important is that most people have a weak muscle group, one, maybe more, but out of your entire body, you probably have one muscle group that is seriously lacking compared to the rest, okay? So your legs, for example, might be very underdeveloped while at the same time, you have a very developed uh, upper body because you spend a lot of time in the gym working out your chest, working out your arms, maybe working out your back, but you haven't given a lot of attention to your legs. Okay. That's pretty common. That happens a lot. And that would be an example of why you would want to incorporate split training so that you can have that separate day or two days a week or whatever that, that focus on just quad, uh, hamstring, glute and calf development. Okay. Um, so benefit number two, uh, again, and this is this is really a direct um, spinoff of, of the first one, is it allows you to fine-tune things using different styles, okay? So yes, you can fine-tune muscle groups that need extra development, which is what I talked about, number one, but you can do it in ways that make sense for that, that muscle group, okay? So let's take this a step further. So again, if you are one of those people that has underdeveloped legs, but you have very developed uh, a very developed upper body, um, you can continue to develop your upper body with whatever's working and then at the same time take your legs and break them down into separate muscle groups and then hit them different ways in other words you can do uh, like your quads and hamstrings you can do like a, a serious like hypertrophy day where you're just really killing it in the five to six rep range on those and you're you're just you're using tons of weight and um you know, you're not, you're trying to do exercises that aren't incorporating your calves and aren't incorporating your glutes as much and aren't incorporating other synergist muscles so that you're only focusing on those and you're, you're focusing on them in a way that's going to be um, extreme on the muscle building side, okay? So like a hypertrophy or of a serious progressive overload in terms of mass, like the weight that you're lifting. And then uh, at the same time, since you have a, you're incorporating a split schedule, you can keep things a little bit lighter on say shoulder day and um, you know you can um, like work on flexibility for example okay and not work so much on muscle mass development so you won't necessarily be doing like a hypertrophy type of approach you could be doing like a flexibility thing and yes technically if you were doing a total body training exercise routine you could split it up that way so that your leg stuff was being hit one way but your shoulders are being hit a different way but it's a lot harder to do that when you're working through the entire body in one sitting versus splitting it up so if you go into a day mentally knowing that today I'm going to be focusing on the hypertrophy um, approach to leg development 
then, you know, you can get yourself in that mindset and then, you know, you can work through your entire routine that way versus trying to bounce back and forth between doing a high speed, high rep, low speed, low rep, you know, whatever. Just Instead of being across the board and doing all these different things in one sitting, you can have just like one focal point to work on, one focal point to like have your your crosshair set on, which for um, for me and a lot of people I know is way, way, way better. Uh, benefit number three, you have a less chance of overtraining if you're doing like a split training. Now, I don't necessarily believe that most people can experience quote unquote overtraining. Overtraining is, um, it's a term that honestly, I find that most people who use that term overtraining are people who have, they either don't like working out, okay, they do it out of necessity, but they hate it or they're lazy and they don't like it at all, or they don't work out at all and they think that people who do work out are um, kind of over overachievers. <laughs> Honestly, they think they're over, and, and they're, at the end of the day, they just, they're, it's, it's born out of insecurity and out of jealousy. That seems to be where I see the word overtraining used the most. Real overtraining is actually extremely difficult to achieve uh, and actually experience. If you're overtraining to the point of injury because you're simply overtraining and not because you're using bad form, because you're actually overtraining, that means you're you're basically training at a level of like a, an athlete, like an elite athlete. Those are the people who truly overtrain. But either way, uh, you have less of a chance of overtraining if you are split training because your muscle groups are being divided into different days. And so your ability to overtrain them basically becomes zeroed out. Um, so benefit number four here for split training is um, there's really less time invested. Okay, if you can believe it, uh, there's less time needed in order to achieve great results if you are split training. And the reason is you don't have to work through the entire body, right? The entire kinetic chain from head to toe, uh, you don't have to do that. You can focus on just your legs for 45, 60, 75 minutes, bang, you're done, okay? Or you can focus on just your chest for 45, 60, 75 minutes, whatever it is, and then you're done for that day. If you wanna do a total body workout and actually do it the right way, you know, it's going to take a couple hours to do it the right way. It's really going to take a couple hours. You're going to need to spend at least 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes in some cases on each muscle group in order to actually get a good workout and actually get something out of your time in the gym. And so if you think about that, you know, you got four or five major muscle groups, depending on how you look at it, you could be there for a couple hours. In some cases, you could be there over a couple hours, okay? So the time difference for the same level of of development or or a, a close to, like an approximate um similar level of development is going to take, it's going to take more time to do a total body. So, uh, so some of the cons here of split training. Okay. Uh, a lot of times guys, it's more difficult. Okay. It's more difficult because the exercises are harder. So if you're focusing on just one muscle group and you're trying to really build that muscle group and you're trying to really increase the strength and really increase the muscle mass, the, the level of difficulty of those exercises is usually going to be, uh, it's going to be harder just because you're probably doing more weight. Okay, you're probably doing more weight. You're probably doing lower reps, and because it's isolation and it's really heavy, fo- uh, heavily, heavily focused on just that muscle group, you're really calling all of your resources from that group, 
for, you know, that whole 45 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever, and it's going to become fatigued probably a little bit faster. So it's a little bit more difficult. Okay. Uh, but this is something you get used to and your body gets used to and becomes adjusted to it. Um, a lot of times, and I think this is honestly probably the biggest con for most people. It's not a con for everybody. Some people truly love the entire process, but some people have, I'd say most people have, uh, one day of their week. That's like the suck day. Right. Um, and that's, it's like, it could be leg day. It could be shoulder day. It could be chest day. It's that one day that, that people just hate to do for whatever reason. Ironically, most people hate leg day. I don't know why, but they do. And because they hate leg day, uh, that's like the day that they dread. And that's often the day that gets skipped. Okay. When people decide that, you know, I'm not going to go to the gym today because I don't feel like doing legs, right? When you have a split training program, you're going to have that day that you may not like going to the gym, right? If you do not enjoy working that muscle group again, not everybody experiences this, but a lot of people do. Uh, now you don't experience this when you're doing a total body thing because you're hitting everything, right? So, um, but you know, when you're, when you're, when you're split training, you're going to have days where you're just working one muscle group and you may not actually enjoy working that muscle group. Uh, so another con is that it's a little bit boring in some cases. Now pushing that whole like quote unquote suck day <laughs> aside for a minute. Um, if you're just working one muscle group over and over and over again, you know, for an hour, hour and a half, whatever, uh, it can be a little bit boring, even for people like me who love actually being in the gym. And, and, and I really truly do. I enjoy it. It, um, it's a big part of my life and I love it. I really do love it. Um, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. There are days when after like the, f- you know, first 40 minutes or something, I know I have a little ways to go, but I've been working on my, that same muscle group for the last 40 minutes. Um, I might, you know, get a little bit bored, you know, it does happen. You know, not everyone is in there and focused a thousand percent all day, every day. Uh, you know, I talk about that a lot too, but it, you know, that's okay, right? It gets boring for me. That is still way above and beyond in terms of benefits, uh, way above and beyond trying to change it up for like a total body type of approach. I would still much rather do this and experience the occasional boring 15 minutes, like, you know, once every few months or something. Um, but you know, technically I consider that a con, right? Okay. So con number four here, downside number four is that every time you set up a split training type of schedule, unless you're working out every day. And I have my thoughts on that philosophy and we can talk about that another time too. But in general, most people will have a split schedule that has like one or two days off per week. And what happens is when you've worked all your muscle groups and they're all recovering because you hit them all so hard, you sometimes you end up with this weird day. It's like an odd extra day where you could go to the gym, but you're not really sure what you should do. Like, cause you know, tomorrow you're going to be hitting legs really hard, you know, but that's like the only muscle group that's kind of close to being, um, recovered enough to hit again. And so like, you know, what do you do? You go, you do cardio, I guess. Like you end up with this odd day where you're just not sure what to do. And that doesn't really happen when you're doing a total body program. It happens a lot when you're doing a split program. So that, that I guess is kind of a con and that plays a lot, uh, closely into how you set up your entire 
schedule and strategy from the beginning. Uh, so, you know, that just kind of further fuels my point, which is you need to be thoughtful about what you're going to do when you start a new training regimen or you, when you start a new uh, split training schedule. So, and then lastly, um, it takes a lot more patience, I think, to use a split training schedule. Okay. The benefits in my opinion, seriously outweigh a split, a total body training schedule, but it does take more patience, uh, because you're hitting one muscle group and you're not going to be hitting it again for five, six days, four five, six, seven days sometimes. So it takes patience, especially if you're really, really excited and interested and pumped to develop, say your chest or something. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you just went in and you, you hammered out a ton of bench press and a ton of chest exercises. You're feeling really good and you really want to hit it again on day four, but you're not fully recovered and you're still working through your cycle. It can take more patience. All right. Uh, because you know, you have to wait another day or two or whatever. And so that, that is a con and that type of thing actually ends up causing a lot of people to like drift off of their schedule and, and become derailed and, and really get off course. And that leads to, of course, as we discussed this many times, that leads to more problems. So, you know, it's a total mental game at this point. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of how I look at the pros and cons of split training. So let's jump right into total body stuff. Okay. Some of the benefits, benefit number one, uh, obviously you get to hit all the major muscle groups all at once. Okay. So you're in an hour and a half later, whatever you're out, two hours later, you're out, you have hit all your muscle groups. So everything's feeling good. All right. Everything has that, <laughs> that, that soreness, that, that like muscle breakdown, muscle rebuild soreness that everybody loves which is great. And then obviously from a developmental standpoint, everything is now uh, rebuilding. So everything got shredded and now everything's being rebuilt and everything is growing all at once, which is great. Um, That is a benefit. There is a problem with this and I'm going to get to it when I get to the cons. I'm not going to talk about it right now. Uh, So benefit number two is that you're constantly changing it up. Dude, working out your total body, doing a total body workout program or workout plan is is a lot of fun. It's a blast actually because you're constantly changing up. There is zero boredom when you're doing that type of approach because you're hitting legs and then 10 minutes later you're hitting chest and then 10 minutes later you're, you're hitting your back and it's awesome. It's a lot of fun, okay? It's exciting. Uh, so you're constantly changing it up, right? That's great. That's a blast. That keeps it... Um, it keeps it more interesting, that's for sure. And it keeps you wanting to come back. And I know that that's one of the main perks of the CrossFit world. And that's a lot of people I know who do CrossFit. They love that when they go in, they don't exactly know what they're going to be doing because they haven't seen the wad yet, the workout of the day. And, you know, they they don't know if they're going to be doing like, like AMRAP, you know, which is like as many, I guess as many reps as possible. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's like... It's, it's constantly changing because it's constantly changing and it's constantly using the entire body. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so that's kind of benefit number two. Benefit number three is, you know, in a way, your entire body is getting progressively overloaded all at once. So I talk a lot about progressive overload. I think it's extremely important that people understand it. And then I think it's extremely important that people utilize it in some way or another. Um, but when you're working your entire body, this kind of causes the entire body to experience progressive overload, kind of. So, you know, there's there when you do any kind of exercise, uh, it's very, very, very difficult to isolate that exercise to just the muscle that you're trying to 
to, to build or develop or strengthen. And the reason for that is because since the body is one giant kinetic like machine that's connected from end to end, you can't really isolate one muscle group. Even though we have quote unquote isolation muscle like exercises, it's never really a pure isolation. Um, so, you know, we have synergist muscles. We have the primary muscle group, right? The agonist, which is also called the prime mover muscle. So when you do a bicep curl, you are utilizing that prime mover, but you're also utilize, utilizing all these synergist muscles that are going to help it. And, uh, you know, back to my point, and the reason I went off on that little tangent there is because every time you do anything in a total body workout, you're utilizing all those synergist muscles. And uh, in some ways, you know, you're using the antagonist muscles. Um, and since you go through the entire body from end to end, from legs all the way to shoulders, you end up hitting everything multiple times. And that, in a way, is a progressive overload of the entire body, Okay. But this is a perfect segue into some of the cons. Con number one, this is not sustainable for actual muscle and strength development. Okay, If you are actually trying to build strength and you're actually trying to build muscle and you want to get toned and you want to get shredded and you want to build on muscle mass, if you try to do a total body workout four, five, six days a week, which is the type of frequency that's needed to actually put on some good mass and and actually build muscle and strength, you're not going to be able to do that every single day, four or five, six days a week. You're just not. So what's going to happen is you're going to hit this, this sort of wall of like the, like a plateau of fatigue, right? The fatigue is going to cause you to hit this wall. And there's really no other way to, to get past that other than splitting up your muscle groups. So especially, you know, if you're trying to build muscle mass, then you're probably doing some kind of heavy weight. And if you're doing heavy weight, which you should be because you're trying to hit muscle mass, um, this heavy weight is going to cause you to be somewhere in the five, six, seven, eight rep range, very likely, right? You're probably doing some kind of hypertrophy type of thing. And that is, again, since you're using all the synergist muscles and all the prime movers and all the uh, antagonist muscle groups, everything's getting hit and everything's getting hit with heavy weight and everything is getting hit with a hypertrophy approach. Your body can't sustain that for very long. If you try to do that every single day, your body, <laughs> it will hit a breaking point and something will give. Okay. So that's definitely con number one. Now on the flip side of that, if someone is coming out of rehab or something like they had an injury and they haven't lifted a weight in 24 months or something, total body is fine because it's going to be a lighter weight and it's just something to get them going again. It's a good segue back into working out, back into exercising. But that's not what we're talking about, so I'm not going to spend any time on that. Con number two here uh, for total body workouts is that they take forever. And I know I mentioned this earlier, but they can take two hours, two and a half hours if you truly want to uh, go through the routine that's actually going to be beneficial. Okay, that does take a while. Okay, number three. Uh, you're going to tire out your synergist muscles and all the support and twitch muscles before you even get to their main exercise, which is going to be the prime mover. So for example, um, if you're working out your back first, okay, so you go in and you do 15 minutes of back and then your plan was to go right into biceps after that or something. 
uh, you're going to tire out your biceps considerably just through the effort of working out your back. Okay, so by the time you get to your biceps, there's a chance that if you really went crazy with your back exercises, that by the time you get to your bicep exercises, you're not going to have the juice left to really work them the way that you probably should be. Okay, so that's something that I definitely know people who have done total body stuff have experienced. Is that by the time they get to the the a muscle group that they really wanted to work on, it was tired and they couldn't really give it 110 percent, and so that's definitely a con. Um, this is kind of the last con, and it's honestly probably the most important. Not necessarily for just for total body stuff, but um, this this is this is really encompasses a lot of what I talk about here as a whole. But it definitely applies here, um, since total body workouts are the all purpose, the quote unquote all purpose exercise approach, which means it's going to hit everything. It's supposed to be a total end to end full sweep of exercises for development across the board. Uh, since you're trying to hit everything at once, you end up not really doing anything at the end of the day. Uh, especially if you're at that next level where you're trying to go from just being like a gym goer to actually having an athletic build or getting that body you wanted or getting that strength or size or flexibility or speed or whatever that you wanted. You're trying to take it to that next level. A total body workout thing is it's, it's so all purpose and it's so generic that you're not really going to be able to capitalize on the single point developments like you would if you had a split training program set up. Now, I know it sounds like I'm just bashing uh, total body workouts left and right, and I'm not. I just think they're harder to pull off for the average person in, in a way that allows them to develop what they're trying to actually develop in order to achieve the goal that they have set out in front of them. So out of all the people I've ever worked with and all the people I've ever talked to, people I've worked out with, people I've collaborated with throughout the years, and this we're going on whatever, 10, 11 years now, total body workouts have never been something that have been consistently uh, positive ROI. <laughs> Uh, compared to a split training program. Okay, I've never seen it work. Now, I've been in the game a while, and this is just what I've seen. This is just what I've experienced. And for myself, who at one point in time did try to do something like this, I can say firsthand that for me, they didn't provide much of anything in terms of development compared to even a mild split training program. So I want that to be understood like crystal clear and, and you understand where I'm coming from with that. Uh, so last thing I wanted to do here in this episode, now that we've talked about the pros and the cons of both a split training program and a total body training program is I wanted to provide three different sample exercise routines for a, like a four or a five day split training schedule. Okay. So what this means is a, a four or five day split means four days off. One, I'm uh, sorry, excuse me, start that over. Four days on, meaning four days consecutively working out, one day off, and then five days on, and then one day off. So four days on, one day off, five days on, one day off, and then rinse to repeat. Okay, so these are split programs and they are set up based on the person's weakest body part, okay? Weakest muscle group. And when I say weakest, I mean the least developed, okay? So 
let's say, for example, example number one, someone has underdeveloped legs, okay, and underdeveloped triceps. So those are the weak links, legs and triceps. Uh, those are the weak links for this person. And their split would look like this. Day one, we hit all the leg groups, okay, quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes. Day two, chest and triceps. So now after two days, you've hit the weak links, okay? Day three, back and biceps. Day four, shoulders and triceps. Now the triceps have been hit a second time. And those are your four days on. Then day five is going to be a day off, okay? So it's rest and or cardio. Uh, day six, hit legs again, quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes. Day seven, chest and triceps again. Day eight, back. Day nine, quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes again. So legs one more time before we finish up with the fifth day, okay, which is biceps and delts, so just arms. And then the day 11 would actually be a rest and cardio day again. So what we've, what we've done here is we've taken the weak link muscle groups, okay, all the leg groups and the triceps, and we made sure that those each got hit three times throughout this four or five day split, okay? And you're going to see that, um, that common thread laced and woven or whatever throughout all three of these examples, okay, because it works really well. So we factor in that, that extra day of the weak link muscle groups. And this is something that a total body workout does not allow you to do. Uh, okay, so example number two, and this particular person in this scenario, they have um, their shoulders and their chest are going to be the weak links, okay, shoulders and chest. So day one, we're going to hit shoulders and triceps. Day two, back. Day three, chest and triceps. Day four, legs, okay, quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes. And then day five is rest and cardio. So at this point, since shoulders and chest are the weak links, we've hit shoulders once, we hit chest once. That's it. And then in day um, six, now that we've come back, right, for our second part of the cycle, so again, day six, chest and triceps. Day seven, back and biceps. Day eight, chest and abs. Yes, that was chest twice in three days. Day nine, shoulders. And then day 10, quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes. So legs again. And again, guys, throughout this whole example of this four or five day split, the weak link muscle groups each got hit three times. Okay, three times across nine day, nine workout days, uh, which is really 11 calendar days. Um, so example number three. Okay, now this would be someone who is uh they're, they're pissed off that their arms are not developed enough, okay? And this is very common, right? Arms are the weak length, and they want more developed arms. So here we go. So again, it's a four or five-day split, and uh, this one is really focused on arm development. So day one, back and biceps. Day two, legs, quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes. Day three, chest and triceps. And by the way, when I say arms, I really mean biceps and triceps, but I'm also putting an emphasis on the delts because that is something that makes the arms, um, well, it makes them appear more developed, but also I consider that part of the arm muscle group. It's really part of the shoulder muscle group, but from an aesthetic standpoint, it's also kind of part of the arm muscle group. So anyway, day three was chest and triceps. Day four, shoulders and abs. Okay, so those are the first four days. We hit biceps we hit triceps, and we hit shoulders. Day five is going to be a rest cardio day, and now we start the second part of this split. Day six, this is my favorite, a bicep tricep ultra hype day, 
When I say hype day, that's really short for hypertrophy, but a bicep, tricep, ultra hypertrophy day, which basically means just um, super heavy weight, low reps in the four to six range, nothing but biceps and triceps, just smashing those two major arm muscle groups. Okay, day seven, take a break from the upper body, hit the legs, quads, hamstrings, calves, and glutes. Day eight, back and biceps. So you're, you're hitting biceps again, all right, with one day off in between. Day nine, chest and triceps. Now you're hitting the triceps again. And then day 10, wrapping it up with shoulders, which again, like I said earlier, in my opinion, is a critical muscle group for developing arms. And then day 11 is going to be a rest and cardio day. Okay, so those are just three examples of how I would and how I do approach different split schedules based on what people's weakest links are, because people do have weak link muscle groups. Even if you're a competing bodybuilder, you're a competing power lifter, you're ridiculously strong, your aesthetics are on point, or whatever, you're going to have a weak link, okay? Even if it's like 3% underdeveloped compared to the rest, it's something that needs extra attention, right? Um, and anyone who thinks that all of their stuff is developed perfectly is someone who's kind of developed uh, a, a mindset for failure, okay? Because you're never truly there. There's always room for development and improvement. We all know this. So anyway, those are three examples, and I think they're actually extremely practical. So if you're in that situation, I would encourage you to try one of those out for a while, you know, four, eight, 12 weeks. Let me know what you think. Um, but I'm not going to lay out a routine for a total body workout because I personally don't see a tremendous amount of value in that entire approach versus say a split program. Okay. So it, again, whether you're bodybuilding, uh, you're trying to lean out, you're trying to compete, you're trying to gain strength because you need strength for a specific reason, or you just want to get stronger. Uh, it doesn't matter. Essentially, anything other than like a serious athlete um, training program for a serious athletic position that I don't think you need a total body workout. And by the way, when I say an athletic, like a serious athletic position, I'm really talking about an actual sports athlete, right? Someone who's like actually developing certain skills, certain strength, speed, agility, whatever, for a very specific sport-related high competition activity. Like you play D1 college basketball, or you play D1 college football, or you play D2 college hockey, or you're a semi-pro, whatever. Like that's different. That's a completely different scenario. But for most people, myself included, that doesn't really apply. And even then, you know, that, that type of training program is, is so far above and beyond what a, an average person who's looking to lose 80 pounds and build a lot of muscle is trying to do. Uh, that program is just looks completely different because those goals are like just, they're unrelated on so many levels. Uh, so I don't even want to go there, but other than something like that, I would never really encourage someone to incorporate purely a uh, a widespread total body workout plan in place of a split training program. Now, lastly, if you are interested in the cardio benefits of working out your whole body at once, and that is something that appeals to you, much like why the CrossFit people do this, um, you know, because one of the reasons they do a full body workout is because they incorporate a high intensity type of rhythm and they like to get the cardio benefits out of it at the same time. If that is your goal, okay, 
and you're not already doing CrossFit and that's not something that appeals to you, then incorporating some high intensity or medium intensity interval training throughout your week is going to achieve all those results while being stacked upon the split training program that's going to be awesome for actual muscle development and strength development. Okay, so that is an easy solution. And that's what I do. And it works wonders. Okay, it works wonders at uh, burning fat, at uh, getting cut, getting lean, and keeping your mass on all the lean mass that you put on through all of the hypertrophy and all the progressive overload, and all the split training stuff. A lot of it stays on even through those um, high intensity and medium intensity interval training sessions that are sprinkled throughout the week. So um, listen, with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. If you got any value out of this whatsoever, and I believe that you probably did, uh, please share this with somebody, a like-minded friend or somebody who is not sure what to do and is kind of interested and they don't really know the difference between like a split training or a total body workout or how to work out this and what like an example routine would look like. Share this with them and uh, have them take a listen and also If you're digging the content, please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in iTunes. It would mean the world to me. And with that, guys, again, I'm going to wrap up this episode, and I will see you in the next one. See you.